Welcome to the Happy Homeschool, where we talk about creative homeschool inspiration rooted in relationships for the nonconformist, dedicated parent. I'm Laura Blodgett. And my goal at the Happy Homeschool is to inspire and equip you to create a learning environment that makes home everyone's favorite place. You can always read more at thehappyhomeschool.com. Hello, hello, and yes, it is me, Laura Blodgett, and today we are going to start re-recording the 52 Weeks to a Better Relationship with Your Child series. I hope to get a couple of those recorded per week to get them all moved over to both this new website and the new podcast host that I'm using. When I started the series a couple of years ago, I was on track to get them all done in a year, but had some unfortunate family events, death in the family as such, that kind of threw me off kilter. So it's been a couple of years since this has been recorded, so hopefully it will just be a good review for some of you who have heard it before. Today's topic is how your attitude toward other people affects your child. Trust is the basis of any thriving relationship. This is no less true with a child. Oddly, children seem to have built-in trust sensors. What we might be able to fake with adults, children will see right through. They probably don't even know they are evaluating whether or not you, a parent, can be trusted. But they have a vantage point that is as unique as it is needy. One important way they evaluate a parent's trustworthiness is by how other people are treated. This falls into two fairly obvious categories. How does a parent treat people within the household? And how does a parent treat people outside the household? How people are treated within the house gets to the heart of the matter pretty quickly. Inside the house, the child gets to see how a parent problem solves with others. There's nothing quite like living together that exposes our tendencies to selfishness and lack of self-control. Is a parent able to discuss concerns and differences of opinion in productive ways? Is it done with care for the other people involved? Is a parent honest about his or her own limitations? And is the conflict approached from a foundation of humility? For all of us should admit that we are constantly learning more of life and rarely fully understand another's point of view. Now, by humility, I don't mean groveling. That is not humility of the right sort. The right sort of humility will be blended with a reasonable amount of confidence in self-worth. Self-worth is, in my mind, different from self-esteem. Self-esteem is built on the unstable foundation of accomplishment, while self-worth is simply that we each have an inherent value as human beings. And I by no means imply that a parent must be perfect in any of these areas, for no parent is. However, there does need to be a consistency that tends toward predictable reactions. The bottom line is that a parent needs to do what it takes to develop these qualities of compassionate self-control in solving conflicts. The child is watching. The other parent is still the most common person that a child will see a parent interact with. The child will see if there is care and respect for the other person and the relationship. There may also be either older children or aging grandparents in the household. A parent must understand that how any of these others are treated will affect how the child will respond to relationship with the parent. Let's talk about a couple of ways to build trust in the home. 
One crucial way for respect and care for the other parent to be manifest is by not complaining about the other parent. Don't do it vocally when the other parent is there, and don't do it when he or she is gone. Don't do it in any kind of passive-aggressive way either. Of course, I mean real complaining. There may be a place for family jokes if everyone is in on them and laughing. A positive way to show respect and care for the other parent is to be obviously appreciative of the work he or she does for the household. It will make gratefulness grow all around. It will also help the child develop a better attitude toward work. It also matters how we talk about people behind their backs. Most of us tend to be outwardly polite to individual people who are outside of the household. There generally is not as much opportunity for conflict, and there is not as much reason to risk any conflict. The challenge here is how these people are treated and spoken of when they are not present. A child will notice when others are spoken of with malice or contempt. This will teach them that they never know how they are being treated behind their backs. It will also undermine the parent's credibility. This is not to say that people's faults or wrongdoings or even quirks can never be discussed in the family setting. On the contrary, that is the best place to talk about how to deal with all these things with people. People can be hard to get along with. The trick is to do it without showing hatred toward the outsiders. It is fine to be convinced of a better way of acting or behaving, but it is poisonous to feel an arrogance toward those we disagree with. Even if someone has done something morally wrong, an attitude of sorrow at the event is wise. We all make mistakes, intentionally or accidentally. We all need mercy at one time or another. A child will have more reason to trust if any justice is balanced with love. When a parent is someone who brings peace to situations, that parent can be trusted. Now let me tell you how to work on world peace. When my children were young and dealing with a behavioral issue, I often counseled them that no matter how hard they worked on trying to behave in a good way, it would be much more of a strain if they didn't work on their hearts. Their efforts were also more likely to fail if they didn't work on their hearts. If they were supposed to be polite to someone, it would be much easier to do with a good attitude. The same thing is true for adults. One way or another, a parent needs to work on having a moral and kind attitude toward other people in order to consistently act this way. When a child sees these qualities in a parent, there will be a foundation for respect that no amount of discipline can replace. It will be the sort of respect that allows a parent to communicate with a child more effectively. It will be the sort of respect that grows into friendship as the child matures. That's all on that topic for now. As always, I'd love to hear from you. If you want to send me an email, uh, there's a link for that on the website, or you can say something in the comments and ask specific questions. I will also mention that because of changes in service providers, I have had to set up different surveys, and so I will probably send those out again soon in an email to my email subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed, you can fill it out for the first time when you do. With the new setup, you will have a chance to see how other people have been answering, although all names are kept private. So as I was saying, 
Make sure you have signed up for the Dangerously Helpful Homeschool Dispatch. When you do, you will receive my best 25 homeschool tips. Now go out there and have fun creating a fantastic homeschooling experience for you and your children. 